KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener-supported community radio. Welcome to Radioactive Voices Amplified, featuring rising journalists of Salt Lake Community College in partnership with Amplify Utah and KRCL 90.9 FM. I'm Nicole Spearman, a journalism major at Salt Lake Community College and staff writer for SLCC's student-run newspaper, The Globe. Stay tuned tonight as we talk to local band Poolhouse about their newest EP, Tape Machine, and then student journalist Alexis Pernow will give us an update on the many bills surrounding the Great Salt Lake as the 2023 legislative session wraps up. For rallies and resources tonight, I have Nan Seymour joining us, who's the poet who has led the daily vigil for the Great Salt Lake during the legislative session for the past two years. I'm also joined with Lara Jones from Radioactive as well. Hey, hey, I've been following Nan uh, around since grade school. So, <laughs> so glad to back. have you back on the show. How's the vigil been for year two? Uh, the vigil's been amazing in terms of participation and lake-facing people coming to write and walk and be with the lake and sing and drum and read poetry. So in terms of a community uh, effort, it's been really, really beautiful. And Nan, I'm super interested. I just really want to know like how you got into advocacy and um, doing the vigils. Yeah, thanks for asking. I kind of stumbled in through the door of poetry. I think um, being a poet uh, invites a certain awareness and kind of a listening to the living world. And I think um, because I was interested in that and like a lot of people kind of belatedly learned how much trouble the lake is in, I cared about birds and I cared about the world and breathing and all the things we care about. But I didn't know until I heard Radio West over a year ago, I guess it's a year and a half ago now, Bonnie Baxter lay it out like the the lake was really in peril. And then um, that just led to a deeper listening and um, that led to the poetry and the vigil and these actions basically. Awesome. And then can you kind of just walk me through what your vigils kind of look like every day? Yeah, they have been, um, well, the idea of the vigil is that when the life of someone you love is at stake, you stay with them. And so even though we have a lot of activity, essentially the vigil is, a ministry of presence. It's really about just being with a dying beloved, in this case, the lake. (laughs) Um, So we're there. We've been there throughout the entirety of the legislative session, day and night. Um, This is day 45, I think, of this vigil. I will end on Saturday. And the last vigil had roughly the same amount of time. And it just meant that we were actually living in a camper um myself primarily but really supported by community and so i could come into town and take a shower someone else would come you know and uh hold it down so we've we've had a consistent presence with the lake both years day and night for those amounts of time that's awesome um and then i know you have some events coming up this weekend can you like tell us about both of those and where people can participate yeah so the vigil will conclude um with a gathering of praise and poetry, and we think of the last day there as a time to really offer up everything we can offer up to the lake. And so over 20 poets, I think it's a roster of 20 poets are joining me um, on Antelope Island uh, at the Visitor Center. There's an amphitheater. It's outdoors and to the west. Um, There's a link to register and details I'm sure will be shared with your listeners, but we'll be actually reading poetry to the lake. So rather than the person, the poet, Facing the audience, we actually turn that mic. uh, It overlooks uh, Bridger Bay, and we can read to the lake herself. And we're really offering that poetry up to the lake in in community. And we do some collective readings. um, And that's the event that's from 2 to 4. And then there's a little break. And then at 5, we have got a drum circle, wonderful Nels from Drum Utah, who's just fantastic, really knows how to lead a circle for anyone. Anyone can drum with Nels and that's another way to just be present and be together. And then after that, we'll sing. And we've got some great people leading songs um, and the lake loves music. So that'll be the final offering as the sun is setting. We'll be singing into the sunset. We've done that 
multiple times out there. So that's kind of the Saturday, uh, what's going on Saturday. Everyone's welcome to come. Those, these events are free. It, of course, is um, a little ways to get out. So carpooling is smart. Uh, and there is an, uh, an entry fee to the park. It's $15. So that's a state park fee. Um, but the events themselves are free, but we really appreciate when re people register. It helps us plan. All right. Um, and then dress warm. That's the other thing I want to say. Dress warm. It really is outside. <laughs> it's it really a is long winter this year. <laughs> yeah. But we've done all these, like, these things keep you warm when you're just, like, in this community mode and you're sharing poetry and you're drumming and singing. Um, somehow there's a lot of warmth in that. Yeah. And people have loved it. How much warmth are you feeling from lawmakers? You and a bunch of folks were up at the Capitol yesterday with a to-do list. You can't see uh, Nan on the Zoom, but she's got a big thumbs down going on. What was the to-do list and how was the response? Well, the to-do list is is very detailed and um, it's not new. Like these are things that were put, put forth in front of lawmakers, primarily in the emergency measures report that um, was authored by a, a whole coalition, but led by Ben Abbott of BYU. And if, if your listeners haven't read that yet, because we haven't done those things yet, we should all still be reading it, you know, and asking because they're just very specific measures, um, establishing a lake level goal, a primary thing. Um, there is a brilliant bill up there uh, to redirect money that's currently being um, Currently, current tax money is being collected for Bear River development for further damming of a of a of a river with almost whose water is not reaching the lake. Already has 61 dams on it. There's no ethical future for Bear River development, but we're still collecting tax dollars for it. And that there was a bill that would have redirected that to Salt Lake, Great Salt Lake restoration, and it didn't even get to leave committee. It was stalled in a committee so that it wouldn't be discussed. And that was a I wanted to say it was a um, deliberate obfuscation. And so the list, the list just goes, it's the, it's the same list, but it's very specific and useful. I, I hope your listeners will look at it because these are things we still need to hold our lawmakers accountable to. They're, they're not accomplished. Mm -hmm. It's all about getting water to the lake, but it's also about justice and bringing indigenous leadership into um, these committees and task force. And they're full, absolutely lacking indigenous leadership and that some of our greatest knowledge about stewardship is from um, the tribes that have been here all along and who have those deep relationships with the lake. And it's ridiculous to not have those voices represented. So yeah. stuff like that, just a few, just a few items. I think there were, uh, you know, I can't remember how many individual items, but we, the, the, we gave a very specific um, speech covering the points. And I, I think it was collective. I was one of five speakers. The the other folks that spoke were really quite brilliant, and um, I did my best. But the, the, it's worth thinking about. And you're obviously a poet, so I would love <laughs> if you could share a poem with us. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'd love to share a poem. Um, yeah. It actually kind of dovetails onto this speech that I gave yesterday because I was asked to speak about rights of nature for Great Salt Lake, and which is something I'm a very strong advocate for. And it's kind of the the North Star, like once we, it's a, the practice of legally um, giving defensible rights to, or establishing defensible rights for ecosystems and water bodies. And it's happening all over the world. We don't have to invent it. It's already being done. And I have a poem um, that addresses that. So I'll read this one. It's called, this is an address to the lake herself. We're gonna be reading it collectively on Saturday. It's called the earth given rights of a great water body. Great Salt Lake, we proclaim your rights. We uphold your right to echo the heavens. We hallow your right to swallow the sky. You have the right to bear islands, to parent rookeries, to protect saline reefs. You have the right to bicker with wind, to chant canticles of light, to beckon wings. Great neighbor, beloved water body, these are your rights to be enlivened by rivers, to orchestrate migrations, to slumber under the lullaby of silk and stars in the darkest night. We avow your right to change your mind, alter your imprint, refine your design. We confirm your right to flourish. We proclaim your right to more time. Beautiful, that was beautiful. And when mm. can, where can um, our listeners find you on like social media? 
Yeah, uh, my Instagram is the real active reporting on the vigil, and it's just um, how what is my Instagram? Nan underscore Seymour uh, on Instagram, but also River Riding Collective. Uh, mm-hmm. We do a lot of posting about community events on River Riding Collective. Uh, I forget to look at Facebook, so I'm just going to admit that. Don't write to me on there, but I'm pretty <laughs> tuned into Instagram and nanseymour.com. If you want the details of the vigil, uh, the very top, if you go to that website, the very top is a huge banner and you can really get the specifics of both the philosophy of the vigil and what's going on. Thanks, Nan. Really appreciate it. You're yeah. also speaking tomorrow and yeah. during the 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, Fridays for Future Global Climate Strike at Washington yep. Square in downtown Salt Lake. We'll put mm-hmm. all those details in our show notes. Thanks, Nan. Thank you well, so thanks much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. All right. And then coming up next, I will be joined by local band Pool House to talk about all their new music and upcoming shows. But first, this is Crave by Paramore. KRCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits, like the Share House of Catholic Community Services of Utah, which accepts in-kind donations to help refugees setting up a new home in Utah. More details online at ccsutah.org slash programs. Support for Radioactive comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Love Promise Community Commitment, a partnership with nonprofit organizations that aim to make the world a better place. More information about the Love Promise and Subaru products at markmillersubaru.com. You're listening to Radioactive Voices Amplified, featuring rising journalists from Salt Lake Community College that plug you into your community. Tonight, we'll be talking with Alexis Pernow, a student journalist who will be updating us on the legislation around the Great Salt Lake. But right now, I'm here with the boys from Pool House. Um, How are you guys? Happy to have you. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) Okay, let's go around. I want you guys to introduce yourselves and like tell us what you play. Jake, if you want to start. My name is Jake. I sing. I play guitar. My name is Lucas. I play bass. And I'm Johnny. I play guitar and backup vocals. Awesome. Okay, so you guys just had your EP, Tape Machine, minus one song that hasn't come out yet. Um, Talk me through that. What was kind of like the inspiration, creative process? Behind just that song that we just released? The whole EP. The whole EP. We still have one more song coming Mm -hmm. out the end of april um we've just been writing a lot but our newest single tape machine just came out like two weeks ago um we actually wrote that song in two days because we were going to the studio to record a five song ep um we only had four songs so we're like let's just uh see what happens if we just mess around for two days yeah that that whole ep too it's like um we wrote it over the course of like a year and a, a few a handful of months and we moved a lot during that time uh we had a lot going on and um uh, i don't know i th- i think there's like every song is like a period of what we went through or the, just like our lives and um uh, yeah super stoked about the ep it, i'm very proud of it yeah do you have anything to add lucas eh, no <laughs> <laughs> okay um, next, I want to talk about the name Pulas. So, uh, well, I know you guys had your, like, a mini documentary come out a couple weeks ago, and I, I saw you talked about it there, but how did the name come about? Who came up with it? Jake? I came up with the name a, a long time ago. <coughs> I was, like, 17. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, she was really bougie. She loved, uh, things, shiny things. She wanted to have a big house and a pool, but I don't really want that. So I'm kind of the pool house, you know, the smaller version, less less bougie. Less shiny. Yeah, but still the still good. Still as good, I still think. Still as good. <laughs> and so I, I know your first song, Something Like You, is that correct? Boom. That's correct. Came out in 2020. Yeah. Is that when, like, Pool House, is that when you guys all formed a band? Yeah. Um, 
kind of. We like recorded that, and we had a different band before, but we recorded that, and then, you know, COVID hit. We took a year break, and um, I think we really started like going um, the end of 2021. Like that's when that's mm-hmm. when the pool house of now started. Okay, yeah. and did you guys know each other before you started a band? Yeah, we all went to high school, but funny story, Jake, I didn't know Jake at all. I just got a text from group chat with a random number. <laughs> that was like, you guys want to move in together? And we were both just like, yeah. That's not true. I actually bullied him a little in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that's true. You're friends now. We're friends. Yeah, we're yeah. friends now. Um, And then... Um, Hold on. Let me gather my thoughts here. You got um, this. You guys are from Utah. Is yeah. that correct? I'm from Idaho. Oh, uh, okay. What part in Idaho? Malad. Okay. I don't know where that is. Where in Utah are you, are you Jake and Lucas from? I'm from American Fork. Okay. Or, um... So how did, you, how did Johnny... How did you guys meet Johnny then? Because I know you, Lucas and Jake went so to high school together. Yeah, I, I went to high school in Malad for one year, my freshman year. And then I actually moved to utah my sophomore year met these guys then um so i've i've known them for long time okay very long time yeah we all went to the same high school oh okay that makes a lot more sense now um (laughs) and then other than the ep well you guys have a new song coming out when's that coming out april 26th it's called think about me okay and then any upcoming songs or i meant shows march 11th at urban lounge <laughs> our first time playing there awesome and then are, you guys are doing a show for the release of the last song of your ep yeah we're having a big ep release show on the 28th at the valor in provo okay the, awesome. the 20th of what 28th of april sorry 20th of okay, april. Awesome. it's gonna be our biggest show biggest production oh wow that's fun um and then where can listeners find you guys on instagram or any social media. All our social media is at, at Poolhouse Band. Okay. And on Spotify, it's just Poolhouse. It's just Poolhouse, okay. one word, on all streaming services. And then I want to talk about um, the documentary that you got, your mini documentary you made. Yeah. Um, why? Why did you decide to like make a documentary just for fun? Or We actually didn't decide to. Um, some people hit us up. Uh, what was there at? Uh, Kamara Media. K-A-I-M-A-R-A. Yeah, they hit us up and they they wanted to do a documentary with a band. So they'd never done it before. And we're like, sounds awesome. And honestly, like, the end product, when we first watched, like, the final cut of it, like, I was tearing up. It was, like, it was so cute. We were scared. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a cute little video. Yeah, those guys did an awesome job. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. That's all my questions for you. Um, and then coming up, we're going to be talking to Alexis Perno with uh, the Great Salt Lake and all the bills happening there. Um, but first, we're going to be listening to their latest single that just came out called Tape Machine. Let's go. Falling behind 
International Women's Day is Wednesday, March 8th, and we're celebrating by amplifying femme voices from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. KRCL's women DJs will take over the day, one hour at a time, bringing you songs, stories, and voices from women worldwide and right here in our own community. Tune in and turn up International Women's Day, Wednesday, March 8th, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., made possible by presenting sponsor Zion's Bank with support from the Sammy Center. Details, krcl.org. Welcome back to KRCL Radioactive um, Voices Amplified, featuring rising journalists of Salt Lake Community College. Um, I'm Nicole Spring, your host tonight, and I'm joined here with Alexis Perno, who's an intern at the Great Salt Lake Collaborative, and Marcian Cancio as well. Welcome, guys. Hi, thank you so much Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. Um, okay, so Marcy, I kind of want you to talk to us a little about about what the collaborative is sure. and what they do. Yeah. yeah, so the Great Salt Lake Collaborative is a solutions uh, journalism storytelling collaborative that brings together journalism organizations and other organizations from across the state to address the crisis happening at the Great Salt Lake and to bring together these newsrooms and these journalists to offer sol- solutions to what we're seeing at the Great Salt Lake. And so Alexis was hired as the legislative, one of two legislative interns this session, and they have been at the Capitol covering the many, many bills related to the lake. KRCL is a partner in the Great Salt Lake Collaborative, as is Amplify Utah, of which I'm the executive director, and that works really closely with all of the students at the Globe and Salt Lake Community College as well. So this is really cool to have three Mm -hmm. players sitting in the studio today and being able to talk about the hard work that this collaborative is doing. And Alexis has been a huge part of that as they've been covering legislation up on the Hill. Yeah, it's been really fantastic. And it's so cool to see so many perspectives coming together and working together on one on one issue that all unites us. Mm-hmm. So Alexis, I wanna know like, what kind of sparked your passion or interest in wanting to work with like the Great Salt Lake Collaborative. Yeah, absolutely. So I would be remiss if I did not shade out, uh, shout out uh, Nate Carlisle, who I hope is listening right now. He <laughs> was an old journalism professor of mine and a friend. He works at Fox 13. And he fully introduced me to this opportunity and I decided to go for it. And I'm actually a journalism and a social work double major up at the U. And something we say in social work a lot is that nothing exists in a vacuum. And I think that goes doubly so for something as important as the lake, which does touch on every part of our lives as Utahns. And so I think this, I think my passion honestly came about pretty naturally just because it's something that's so important and the Great Salt Lake Collaborative is like nothing I've ever seen before. And I was new to solutions journalism and I found it just really, really cool and I've enjoyed working with them. I'm sorry, I don't, I for, I didn't, did you, I don't know if you already said this. How long have you been with them? So I've been with them since January. Okay. This is the first year that the uh, collaborative has hired interns. Okay, that's awesome. Um, okay, let's get into some updates about the Great Salt Lake. So um, I know the brine shrimp 
ha- passed the House recently. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and what that means. Yeah, so the Brian Shrimp Bill, um, it's more of a symbolic kind of victory. It may not do much for the lake, but I, I think it's an important win for youth, honestly. Um, we So basically what it is, it would designate the state crustacean as the brine shrimp. The brine shrimp is a really important industry to Utah. It brings in, from ABC4, it brings in nearly $57 million annually to the state. And of course, it's super important to the ecosystem. So it's stuck in the Senate right now, but as Ben Winslow says, like there's a long way to go before the session is formally over, which is tomorrow at midnight. But there's still anything could happen with this. But yeah, it would designate the brine shrimp as a state crustacean. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And the cool thing about this, I mean, you had some elementary school kids coming up on the Capitol to make an argument for making the brine ship the state crustacean. Pat Bagley, longtime cartoonist at the Salt Lake Tribune, has actually drawn a cartoon of the brine shrimp that has become the mascot of the Great Salt Lake Collaborative. It's really fun. I mean, you can see this if you follow Great Salt Lake News on Instagram, Mm -hmm. go to the website, you can see a lot of this fun stuff. So while there's serious stuff happening here, we're also trying to engage people through cool things like Pat Bagley cartoons to Mm -hmm. draw attention through pieces like the the bridge trim. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about solutions journalism and organizations like the collaborative is that we are not advocates, so we analyze everything just to see what works, what doesn't work. No solution is perfect and everything has limitations, and that's something that the collaborative I think has been really great at analyzing of okay, what has worked in other states, what can work here, and even if that just means something as simple as the brine trip being the state crustacean. Wow, okay, and then Next, I want to talk about Bill 217, the zombie bill. (laughs) It was heard three times, but it did finally pass. Is that correct? Yeah, it left committee. This bill, uh, just for some context, it would approve $900,000 in federal funds to be allocated to reduce water and energy use at schools. So originally, this bill was allocating $9.9 million of state funds to go to the State Board of Education, but that's now been changed from the... It's changed a lot over those three hearings. Um, but sponsor Representative uh, Galen Benyon, she's the one who is sponsoring this. She's hoping that this will not only be educational to help lower water and energy costs, but also drive more students to become interested in the water field because apparently there is a high demand for employment there. Okay, wow. Um, And then tell me about Bill 491 that was sponsored by Representative Schultz. Um, It passed unanimously in the, or unanimously, um, but the public has had some mixed reviews. Yeah, I touched on this a little bit. I do a weekly TikTok roundup for the Great Salt Lake Collaborative on our Instagram, which is Great Salt Lake News. Um, But some of the mixed reviews, here's some context first. It's a new approach to solving the issue of the lake because it would designate one person to oversee kind of this master plan. And it would be one person connecting between tribal representation and also other state agencies and a couple other agencies to just oversee and have one one-stop shop to handle this, right? Some concerns are actually from the Utah Rivers Council. They're worried about some of the language in the bill exempts the commissioner's activities from public records laws. However, Representative Schultz has insisted that this is temporary and it's mostly about negotiations that need to be a little bit more confidential, but ultimately public information would become public. Okay, well, that's so interesting. Um, And then... Moving to the House floor is Bill 272, sponsored by um, Representative Owens, aiming to limit turf um, at new government facilities. What do you think about that? Yeah, I can tell you a little bit about it. So something that I think is really important to consider here is when we say new government facilities, Mm -hmm. that also includes schools. There is exceptions for playing fields, like for sports and things, but it does include schools. Um, we, We, this solution would not be the first of its kind. We have, the collaborative has reported extensively on Las Vegas and they have seen success with these kinds of programs. So in general, they'd be allocated $5 million for turf buyback across a couple of bills. There are some other related bills here. So for example, Senate Bill 191 and House Bill 450, they both kind of deal with forbidding Uh, associations like HOAs and condos from requiring green lawns and requiring excessive amounts of turf. Um, So originally, oh, and there's a third related bill. This bill is the, there's a lot of bills. So the third related bill is House Bill 538, which would actually ban watering from October 1st to April 25th. So originally the saved water that would be saved from not watering would be committed to the lake, but that's actually been taken out because water districts want to keep that water for future growth. So there's a lot going on with 
a turf here. Ultimately, we have seen from analyzing solutions from Las Vegas that these programs can work. Um, and it's interesting to see what Utah will do to in response to those programs. Okay, awesome. Um, and then also moving to the um, House floor is House Bill 513, sponsored by um, Representative Snyder, which is requiring mineral, mineral extraction companies to minimize their water use. Um, can you explain what this bill is and like what it means? Yeah, I think it kind of sounds a little more complicated than it is. To, in summary, it forces these companies who use the lake to mm-hmm. just be a little more water wise. So that means minimizing their negative impact on the lake, any like with water okay. depletion and minimizing evaporation. They're also required to pay extra fees and they need to prove that they're actually uh, minimizing their negative impacts on the lake and providing water back into Great Salt Lake. This also, an important part about this is that it also allows state agencies to stop or limit production that results in water loss if the lake hits certain ecological levels. So mm-hmm. it, it also requires the state to make some rules promoting the protection of wildlife and habitat. So ultimately, this bill doesn't just affect water conservation, but it also has influence on things like air quality, which I know a lot of Utahns, all of us are affected by. Wow, I'd, I had no idea it could affect air quality. It's kind of mm-hmm. insane. Um, and then what are some other updates that we didn't cover yet about yeah. the Great Salt Lake so far. So something that the collaborative uh, covered yesterday, my other intern, Emma Keddington, she's doing amazing work also as well. Um, there was a demonstration on the house steps yesterday from Save Our Great Salt Lake, and it involved a 10-foot banner unfurling on those steps with a to-do list. So the Salt- Save Our Great Salt Lake is an advocacy group, and they created this to-do list of items like setting a target elevation, measuring and monitoring, and concert- like a conference conservation first mindset, um, just demanding leaders to take action. Something that I covered earlier on in the session I thought was really interesting was there was an actual an interfaith news conference where members of the faith communities came together, various faith communities came together and united over demanding action for the lake. Um, and it, it was really interesting to see that as well. But there are some bills that have been passed by both chambers. So um, I'll just touch on some highlights. For mm-hmm. example, um, there's this bill called Utah Waterways. It creates a nonprofit statewide partnership that was working to educate people on water conservation resources and other things like allowing water companies a one-stop shop to find information about the lake. That program is actually modeled off of the UCARE program, which has seen some success. So that's pretty interesting there. Um, Another thing that came into that is waiting for enrollment. I'll explain enrollment just Mm -hmm. in case people may not know. I know I didn't before this internship was. So these are there. There's an enrollment process where bills need to uh, be finalized and put into their final form in this enrollment process. So these bills have been passed by both chambers but are waiting for government action. So one of these also includes the per capita consumptive use, which is Senate Bill 119. This would change how some Utah water districts calculate their water use in an attempt to make it comparable to other states. What's interesting about this is that groups like Save Our Great Salt Lake and Friends of Great Salt Lake actually oppose this bill due to concerns about underreporting. But I, I, I mean, there's lots of information to be talked about. There's far too many to be put in the show. So I think one of the best things you can do is stay informed. And you can do that by following us on Instagram at Great Salt Lake News and online at greatsaltlakenews.org. Wow, you really, you, I feel like you covered <laughs> most of everything, all my questions for you at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where can listeners find you on social media and find um, the update videos you've been making. Yeah, so I will post everything on TikTok as well as okay. on Instagram Reels with these weekly updates on just what's going on. Okay. And that is Great Salt Lake News. Um, and I believe that's also our handle on TikTok as well. But greatsaltlakenews.org is your one-stop shop to find all our solutions journalism from a variety of newsrooms. We have over 30 newsrooms, I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, um, and more or less. And there, there's just a lot of fantastic journalism going on with the collaborative that I think this is an overwhelming issue, and I think the best thing that people can do is stay informed and stay informed with local journalism. Yeah, the collaborative really is such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, before you go, I just want to kind of ask you like a fun question. Sure. What's your favorite part of being an intern so far? Oh, there are so many. I've, <laughs> I've learned incredible things. I think honestly, 
being up at the Capitol has been a really special experience. I'm originally from Florida, oh, and well. I had actually never stepped foot in Tallahassee, like in my own state capital from where I'm from. And so it's been really incredible to kind of understand how government works by seeing it firsthand. And I, I would encourage everyone personally just to go out and do that and get involved in their local government and involved with their local journalism just because of how incredible and how much I have learned just by being in the same rooms and watching these discussions happen. So I, I think it can be intimidating. I mean, it definitely was for me as a 20-year-old walking into these rooms. But I think especially as student journalists, it's been really fun to be a part of the team. Yeah, there it's it really is pretty incredible. We've been part um, this is Marcy with Amplify Utah and Salt Lake Community College, but we've been part of the collaborative since the beginning. It's a two-year reporting collaborative with an opportunity to do more reporting. And just to bring some more context, it's 21 news education and media organizations that have come together. Oh, oh yeah. Um, all working together to do this solutions-based reporting. Um, and in addition to going to Great Salt Lake News, as Alexis mentioned, where all of that reporting is there, you can also go to all of the various news partners and see the specific reporting that they're doing and that people from the collaborative are doing. So it's really unique when you have the Deseret News and the Salt Lake Tribune working together uh, to do this sort of reporting around the Great Salt Lake. When you have Fox 13 and ABC4 working together and KUER and KRCL and all of these groups coming together to amplify the news that's coming from the Great Salt Lake, is really a place of a lot of potential power. It's been amazing to watch all these different mediums come together as mm -hmm. well. I, I've learned a lot as a student journalist um, coming from a print background about radio, obviously, and broadcast, and it's been really an incredible experience. I'm very thankful for it. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. I love talking to you. Um, and then coming up next is our my personal favorite segment of the night, Pop Culture in Sports with Sean. Um, to get us there, this is These Are the Days by Inhaler on KRCL. You just heard These Are the Days by Inhaler, part of our growing playlist that you can um, find in our show notes. I'm Nicole Serene, your host tonight, and I am here with my, lo my fellow student journalists, Rory Weber, Anna Gardner, and Sean Stenson to talk about some pop culture and the drama and the in entertainment industry. Um, first, I want to start with the SAG Awards that just happened. I am obsessed with the SAG Awards. This is Roy, by the way. Um, I love, um, I think they're the most entertaining awards. And yeah. it's really exciting that the first Asian woman and the first Asian man won yes. Best Actor and Actress. Yes. All from the same movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which has just swept the awards all together. Anna? Great movie. I'm so happy that they're getting the recognition they deserve. Sean, have you seen it? Uh, no spoiler alerts, please. I have not <laughs> seen it. So you need to watch I it. I know, but I've, I've been told you have to see it in theaters, and I, I mm. can't find anywhere where it's playing. Okay, I don't think it's a must in theaters. I think you just need to Interesting. watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. It, it is spring break, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Time it's for true. movies. And then in other news, Selena Gomez and Haley Bieber <laughs> drama. Can we talk about that, please, Rory? I'm Team Selena. Okay. Always. Always Obviously. Team Selena. But <laughs> it seems the drama started with, like, Haley bullying Selena for years, I guess. You think so? Um, that's what I've been told through TikTok. So everything on TikTok is true, obviously, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think it's drama that's kind of fake but i am team yeah Selena. it's definitely like more conspiracy than anything yes yeah and i think how it like started was selena gomez posted about like over laminating her eyebrows and then kylie jenner and Haley bieber posted like pictures of their eyebrows on instagram and it's just grown into like a whole big thing people are saying that Haley bieber is actually ju was just stalking justin bieber until she like could marry him but we're, are we all Team Selena, Sean? I, I'm team get it off my For You page. I, it's, TikTok, I need something yeah. else to happen, but I'm team Selena. Because you ever seen Murders in the Building? That show, yeah. I love yes. that it show. It is really good. So good. What team are you on, Anna? Oh, Selena. Rare Beauty, always. Yeah. That's Selena Gomez's makeup brand. Mm -hmm. It is it. really good. Mm -hmm. And she's all about the mental health awareness, which yeah, I love, exactly. too. Love her. Mm -hmm. And then 
also in light of that news, Justin Bieber just announced that he canceled the rest of his Justice Tour that he's postponed. Mm. What do we think about that, Rory? Do you Um, care? (laughs) I heard Justin Bieber is very good in concert. I'm not, Mm -hmm. like, familiar with his music, but I heard that his dancing and his singing is very good in concert, so I'm kind of sad for people that don't get to see that because they paid for those tickets. Yeah, And on the Hailey Bieber and Selena drama, everyone's saying that it's because of the drama that he canceled it. Oh. <laughs> well, we don't know because yeah. they didn't even give a reason. Yeah. So yeah, he hasn't come out and said anything about it nothing. at all. Not even That's his so team. Sad, especially yeah. for the people who had tickets because it's mm-hmm. always devastating to not experience something live and then to just not hear anything about it too must be mm-hmm. frustrating for the Bieber fans. Yeah, I agree, Anna. All right. That wraps up our pop culture, so now I'm going to kick it over to sports with Sean. What? Take it away, Sean. What's awesome. happening with the sports? Thank you so much. Uh, so there are high school basketball playoffs right now, both boys and women's. Boys and girls, men's and women's. Uh, <laughs> it's 1, 1A, 5A, and 6A. We're going to put a link in our show notes uh, for the streaming schedule, but the semifinals are at different locations tonight, and I'm going – out of here at 8.40 to Weber State to go watch Cyprus. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of news with Cyprus. Uh, the Cyprus Pi- Pirates from Magna, their senior, Quentin Meza, he scored 31 points in the Tuesday win over Syracuse, and he also became the fourth all-time leading scorer in Utah wow. and wow. with 2,107 points. So, And he's second in the state right now, averaging like 24.9 points a game. So he's a... He's going to be integral to help break Magna's uh, 68-year championship drought. They play um, they play American Fork tonight at 840, so I'm very excited to go up there and see that. So we will see what happens with that. And college basketball, the Utah Utes, they, they got two uh, – oh, my goodness. You know what? It's fine. I'm going to breathe. This is fine. The Utah Utes junior forward Alyssa Pile. She won the Pac-12 Player of the Year. She leads the Pac-12 in scoring 20.6 points a game. And their coach also won the Pac-12 Coach of the Year. The Utah Utes are ranked third, and they're 25-3. and three, And they actually start the Pac-12 tournament tonight in Las Vegas in about 15 minutes. So that is something to look forward to. And, yeah, so do you guys like basketball? Because it is March Madness, and I love to do a tournament bracket every year. So... We're still a few weeks away, but it's very exciting. What do you think, Nicole? I actually do like basketball a lot. It's the one sport that I feel like I actually understand um, and can, like, cheer. Like, under, I just understand what's happening. Yeah. What about you, Rory? As Sean knows, I'm a big hockey fan. I'm getting into basketball because I've wanted to connect with my dad, and he's a huge basketball fan, so I'm getting into it. But I don't know much about it, but what you were saying with all that stuff sounds really cool. It's a very exciting part of the year. They call it March Madness for a reason, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I'm very excited. But we are still a few weeks away, so you should just do a bracket because sometimes when people don't know anything about March Madness or anything about basketball at all, they tend to have the best brackets. Do you, like, win something for, like, the best bracket? Uh, Well, there (laughs) used to be, like, this crazy, you know, someone picks a perfect bracket, they're this auto insurance company that would give you like a lot of money, but a perfect bracket in the NCAA, you know, March Madness bracket is near impossible. I don't think anybody's ever done it because there's 64 teams and you have to pick each matchup. So I'm excited to you know do a bracket. So you guys should just do one just for fun. So the the bracket, are you just picking like teams you think are gonna win, yes. or like how does it work? Yeah. So 64 teams, they they play each other until like you get to the final two. So it's just one and done and it's it's very exciting I've, I've only picked a winner once but it was just like sheer luck so just try it and then what's your favorite like type of sport is it basketball uh so i my favorites it's it's very interesting to answer that question so my favorite sport to watch live in person is hockey as okay. already said it's just so much fun it's like fast and I love going to a Utah Grizzlies game here. Mm, I mean, so you yes. are able to see some hockey, uh, and I love I love hockey. I think watching on TV basketball is second, and then baseball is dead last for sure. <laughs> Why? It just it takes it takes so much time, and there's a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff with that because now there's a pitch clock that they're experimenting with in spring training. 
you have a certain amount of time to throw a pitch, and the batter has a certain amount of time to get ready for a pitch. Otherwise, they get balls and strikes called. It's it's supposed to make the game a lot faster, but I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> Baseball is just very watching paint dry kind of sport. Um, <laughs> but it is exciting. And football would be third, which is it's hard to say football is third, but what about you? What is your favorite sport to watch in a goal? Basketball. Yeah. I just okay. said. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. That's fair. Yeah. I don't yeah. Anna, what do you what's your favorite? Honestly, lacrosse. I played growing up oh, wow. and I think it's like it's the same thing as hockey where it's very aggressive and I think it's fun to watch. Really? Yeah. I like it. Other than that, I'd say basketball for okay. the courtside fashion, and that's where I stand I on that. that. What's one thing that you think isn't a sport that should be? I mean, I love. You ever play pickleball? I mean, that, I mean that I is actually a sport, pickleball. but it's it's picking up in Utah, and mm-hmm. it's really fun to play. Have you ever played, Anna? I think I played. I think it was like in our curriculum for PE in middle school. So hopefully, that's something that continues teaching. In grade school, it's a fun way to exercise. It's interesting. There was today at the South City campus at uh, SLCC in the multicultural purpose room. There was there were kids playing badminton, and just it was oh. it's very interesting to see. Just sports happen every day, and mm-hmm. I just you know I just love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this edition of Voices Amplified on Radioactive. Um, with our rising journalists taking over, I'm Nicole Strain, your host, and have a good night. This is The Moss 801 on KRCL. Don't think that I do this very often. Not often I find myself lost in. I feel bad for telling you I love you Should I go back and tell you something different? Why would I even say if I did it? Cause it shouldn't have happened in the first place What do I deserve? Have done something wrong But I don't feel good at all Spend most of my time in my studio Having gone out in a week or two There's a layer of dust on my favorite shoes What do I Don't feel good at all Oh, it's the Moss doing the 801 here on a Voices Amplified edition of Radioactive, a local band. And I wanted to ask host Nicole Spearman, since we have a few minutes here, uh, you chose two local bands, so you're into the local music scene. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is part of the Growing Voices Amplified playlist. Yeah. Every show, the hosts, the team gets to Mm -hmm. pick songs. So folks, check the show notes. But it's spring break. You guys will be back in two weeks with another show, with another team. How's it been going so far, Nicole? How'd you feel about the show? Good. I'm glad it's over, though. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Rory, Anna, Sean, how you feeling about doing this? You think you like it? Rory. I love it. Yeah? really fun it's something i never experienced before obviously but it's obvi- it's awesome and you hosted the show you were the associate producer tonight anna gardner new name and face digital producer on this show are you gearing up for a uh, show of your own um yes i will be i think in about f- it's either four or six weeks i don't yeah. remember you but got some ideas i things you have explore? some things 
in my brain maybe talking about fashion sustainability and the fashion scene in salt lake so i still have a national geographic that's about the amount of clothing and material that is clogging the earth Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly we ship it out to developing countries from what i recall the article Mm -hmm. And uh, you all had a, a sustainable Salt Lake Community College designer on the show recently. Yes, yep. You're going to build um, on that? Yeah, she's a, actually a good friend Sage, of mine. Right? Yes, Sage is a good friend of mine. And um, we met, we, lurk, we work at a local thrift store. And I'm also... Oh, yeah, which one? Um, Pibs Exchange okay. in Sugar House. It's a great place. I don't have any bias, but it's a great place. <laughs> um, and I'm actually taking a fashion sustainability course here at Slick that um it's really opened my eyes to a lot of really terrible things and i think there are a lot of people in fashion in general and also in salt lake that are making a lot of big way in trying to make big changes in sustainability more on the local fashion scene i love the sustainability angle sean you're back for the second year of this class and we're focusing on sports because you love i think you should rename it sean loves sports you know it's it's still a working title i think sports (laughs) with sean is just you know a broad range of things where can people follow you because i remember when i met you for the class last year suddenly uh, i was following you and it popped up in my feed and you were was that zip lining around vegas yeah i zipped lined over uh, Fremont Street in Vegas uh, last spring break last year uh, but you can follow me on Twitter I'm still always active and it is SMS 4988 it's okay. very generic I made it a very long time ago nothing mm-hmm. cool but yeah are you it, gonna zipline anywhere for spring break I am not doing that again <laughs> uh, it was fun but no this uh, spring break I'm catching up on all the courses that I am behind in oh, yeah? yeah my own doing but it's okay it's gonna okay. work out Anybody doing something fun for spring break? Anna, Rory, Nicole? Mine follows that exact same thing. You got to catch up on the school. A lot of rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rory? Um, I'm going to be volunteering during spring break. Oh, yeah? What are you doing? I'm going to be visiting seniors in senior centers and just talking to them, and I'm very excited to hear their stories and hang out with them. Oh, you might want to take a recorder with you. Yeah. Could be a new show. That's awesome. Nicole? You know, I'm not sure yet. Me and my friend, we're thinking about going to like the Tetons, but I think we've decided against that. Maybe going somewhere a little warmer, like St. George or something, but this we have no idea end, yet. end, right? Oh, I know. It just won't end. I know. Well, I want to say congratulations on another show, Voices Amplified, a collaboration with KRCL Radioactive, Salt Lake Community College, and Amplify Utah. Y'all doing a great job. Can't wait to see what you have coming up. You're going to be with us through April 27th, the big rap show. So more to come. Thank you so much. Great job, everybody. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for plugging into your community. Democracy Now! is coming up next. Have a great night, everybody. Salt Lake.